Hey everybody, welcome to the latest Denny Artachi Show podcast. You know, if I could just make a living interviewing positive, successful people, that would be something else. So I wanted to share, I call him a friend, but he's also a very good, successful partner. Uh, Mr. Mike Loma is part of the financial guys in Western New York and Buffalo. Mike has built quite a, um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but he has a 30,000 square foot office. It's buzzing like crazy. He's had a radio show for 25 years, I believe. And he really started from humble beginnings with just about nothing. He's built this empire and uh, he's got a great following. We recently had a client appreciation party up in Buffalo, New York, and I wanted to pick Mike's brain a little bit on marketing because, you know, sometimes it just takes some of the simplest creative things, thinking outside of the box to be successful, and it doesn't matter what business you're in. So here it is, uh, unfiltered, uh, Mr. Mike Lomas, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we save the best for last, the shyest person who never takes credit for the success of Financial Guys, Mr. Mike Lomas, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so Mike, uh, first of all, what a great party. You know you're doing something good or right when you have so many clients show up for appreciation. Yeah, well, we had not only uh, you know 1,300 or 400 people, but we had people trying to sneak in and not sneak in like, <laughs> hey, we didn't know the party was going on. They knew the party was going on, they're trying to get into it. So we've made that client appreciation event really a staple to people's summer here in Western New York. And so it's been, uh, been a cool thing. And I'll tell you what, for other financial planners trying to do a client appreciation event, we do it very differently. We learned this a long time ago. We don't talk. Yeah. It doesn't mean we don't talk. I literally went to every single table and said, thank you for coming, thank you for coming, thank you for coming. But most people are waiting for this big sales pitch or, hey, you know, this was brought to you by dot, 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 dot company. Um, none of that, none of that. We have turned it into an absolute 100% party and we have gone, we, in fact, everything we've done in marketing has been just the opposite of what you think, right? So, we so were, yeah, and let's talk about that because you and Glenn have motivated me to market and I've had my best two years it's all about marketing, isn't it? It's all about activity and getting in front of people, right? Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, the world is getting easier to make money because people are getting lazier and lazier, right? Um, you know, our, our, on our retail side, our, we, we want to work with conservative people that think like us, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I have. there's been a bunch of liberal uh, Democrat, let's just say Democrat uh, financial planners that say, I can't believe you do that. And I'll say, well, you can do that too. You can go out and and market to the people that think like you, right? Well, you um, you talked me into, hey, Denny, why don't you talk about your musical background? Why don't you, you know, you're a speaker, put out videos. And Mike, uh, since uh, the pandemic of 2020, that's what I've done. And that's why I've had the best, you know, two years. What's funny is well, you're, this. You're you, giving people your message, right? I am giving that's my message people, and I'm stepping up the activity. If, if people don't know what you do, how are they going to invest, right? And the best thing is, is I think you can be creative in marketing where you get people to come to you. And that's what you're doing, right? You're playing yes. your music videos and you're mm -hmm. just saying, hey, look, at my background was I played with Iron Butterfly and Three Dog Night. That's where I cut my teeth and I, right. I made my name for myself. But then I get into money management and I'm here. I'm here. If you need my help, I'm here. And nobody does that. Nobody does that. Right. Um, you know, I'll use Western New York. We're sitting in Buffalo, New York right now. There will be nobody in the in the whole week. I'd be shocked if there's any other financial planner in the area doing a seminar, an online workshop. Nobody. 
is saying, hey, look at here's my background on Facebook or YouTube and saying, there's there's what I do, right? You know, so, they, people think, oh my God, you're so lucky. You're an overnight success. They don't know the fact that you and Glenn would show up six o'clock in the morning most days. And six o'clock in the morning, we tried every marketing thing available and everybody- You I, failed, right? Yeah. You found out what didn't work. Tons of times, but I'll tell you what, over the 20 something years, it's the same story, by the way. Yeah. It's the same exact story 26 years later as it was 26 years ago, which is seminars don't work. That stuff doesn't work. It's old. This doesn't work. Oh, by the way, I hear cold calling doesn't work. You know, we have a whole cold calling department for our Medicare and our <laughs> team. I know what? personally. Every, every day we get a new piece of business from Listen, cold Mike, the, 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 one of the most hilarious things that you've said in the past is people go, well, why would you? Because we have a great culture. We share in everything. Why would you share in all your secrets? And you say, well, first of all, most advisors are lazy. They're not going to steal my clients, and they're not going to do what I tell them anyway. Yeah. So I freely just give it away for nothing. So, so it doesn't matter the industry, by the way. I've had a lot of people over the years say, boy, you're really lucky to get into the business you got into. Of course. So, I, I go, I wonder if I am. And they'll say, why? Well, look at you know, how successful you've been. And, yeah, but I just always wonder, like, if we sold widgets or something, would we have been better off, right? <laughs> But because the answer is, Tell that to the bank. look, at you've got to have a great product. <laughs> you've got to have a great product. And we believe, you know, I believe in my heart that 100% our RIA, a registered investment advisory firm, independent solutions, models that range from conservative to aggressive, money managers like Paul Meeks, I think we've got the best product. I do. So, but on top of that, you've got to get that product out there, right? You've got to let people know you have that product. And whether it's a widget or financial planning stuff, if you've got the best tools available, but nobody knows about it, you're just not going to be So, successful. Mike, what do you say, because obviously not many people have a 30,000 square foot building like you do in the culture. And by the way, I already have my own office. It's conference room one. You have mm -hmm. the Trump room, and then you've got the Artachi room and the future radio room. So I'm going to hold you to that, okay, every time I come back to I love Buffalo. It. Well, um, the Artachi what do you say to the person, hey, you know what, I don't have the money and everything that you have. You have to think outside of the box in marketing, easier, right? Easier than ever right now. Easier than Why? Ever. How uh, so? Well, because of things like Facebook, social yeah. media, right? I mean, um, just as an example, Facebook. I, I can't believe the amount of financial planners that don't have a Facebook page. I do. And then they don't tell people what they do on it, right? I mean, how hard is it to, if you're, if you're poor, you're absolutely poor, yeah. you have no money, set up a Facebook page, go out and get 3,000 friends, and let them know you do financial planning. You don't drive them nuts, but you say, hey, here's what I do. Hey, by and, the way, maybe as you're doing, a little yeah. market recap once in a while, mm -hmm. you get one of our money managers on, Paul Meeks, to right. talk about where the market's going, right? But then they know what you do, and guess what? If out of those 3,000 friends on Facebook, there's not one other financial planner that says, hey, just so you know, here's what happened in the market this week, and I'm here, guess what? You're, you're 2,999 people ahead of them saying, I think I'm going to pick up the phone and call Denny or Joe or Rick, right? So there's opportunities out there all over the place, but most people do this. They sit in front of the computer and look at the computer all day instead of actually going out and making stuff happen. Activity. Stuff that matters. Yes. Yeah. Activity. Well, you can also ask friends to like it and share. I have to tell you, Mike, since you and Glenn, uh, I started this in the pandemic of 2020, and I haven't looked back since. I've had two record years, and yep. and um, well, you did it. At, by the way, here's a, the other part of this. Not to cut you off, but I hear the the BS of well, I can't do it because there's a pandemic. I can't right. do it because there's a recession. Right. I can't do it because of, the minute I hear that garbage, I'm like, you can't. You just can't. You're not gonna. So I love Bryson's three rules. There are mm -hmm. three types of people. Only three: those who make things happen. Yeah. Those who 
make excuses for why they can't happen. And number three, those who wonder what the heck happened. <laughs> so uh, you have to step outside of the box. You have to step, you know, do the activity yeah. and be yourself. People do uh, buy who you are and I, what your story is. I can't, I can't stress how important that is. You know, we've been very blessed. Glenn and I have, we love politics, right? We love being involved in politics. We love, um, and so, you know, our radio show is where money meets politics. Sure. And we have unequivocally, non-apologetically been right-wing conservatives, right? Mm -hmm. um, and people, for what was the first rule at the dinner table in business? Don't talk politics. Don't talk religion. Uh, we just blew that all out of the water. And I think you do talk politics. I think you do talk religion. And I think you talk about the stuff that makes you you because that's who you're going to attract, right? Uh, people say all the time, 50% of the country, you're just, you're not going to get his clients. Okay, I'll take the other 50. I mean, isn't it funny, you can't manage everybody. Isn't it funny how people say uh, it can't be done until it's done. Then they go, oh, well, I knew it could be done. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, but, well, why didn't you get up and do it yourself? But you got to have people that want to come in and talk to you, right? And, yeah. if, and if you can relate on other things, you know, it's funny. I, I race cars for fun. I don't get out as much as I used to because I've got two daughters and stuff. But we've got a lot of other guys that race cars here that are clients. Why? It's because we're into that together. You know, like I mean, like, into that, right? people, uh, people don't do business with you and Glenn and the whole outfit just because it's about money. There's a likability factor. There's, there's things you have in common. There's trust issues. It takes a while to do that. So yeah. I, what you're stating for all those listening, it doesn't take a bunch of money. And uh, don't listen to the naysayers yeah. because it's so funny how people think things can't be done when they haven't tried it. And you have and Glenn have failed more times yeah. than people think they could. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to just keep going until you find something that works for you, right? But yeah. again, most people don't show up at the starting line to try to do the race, right? They think they do. They got their license. Well, I think a lot of them start, but then they give up quickly. You yes. see, they it's almost like uh, they're digging... Uh, they're digging, looking for diamonds or gold or yeah. oil, and they stop a foot or two before they find well, it. Well, and I think, and I took our credit too. We picked up every crumb that was possible, and we're still doing that. You, you know? are. I what? opened up an account last week for a friend of mine's daughter, helped them out, fifty dollar a month plan. Right. I mean, and most people say, are you crazy? You guys have got a billion dollars here. What are you doing? You have literally chased people in the parking lot for oh, a yeah. $500 investment yeah. because you want to take anybody and everybody. Yeah. Everybody and everybody that fits our mold of thinking like us. Yes. Right? So it wasn't about money. It wasn't about, all right, well, I have to have a million dollar account. It's got to be, hey, look at if they, if I think I like those people and I think that they could work with our firm, let's get them in here. Right. And then, because that led to other stuff. I mean, we've got, $50 million accounts now that started out with $500 a month relationships. You just never know who knows who, who knows who, right? Um, and so, you know, we've ab absolutely been, you know, I think it's imperative that when opportunities sit on your desk, you go out and grab them, you know? I think also uh, what people don't understand about our culture, and I, I, I tell you, I think they'll be writing about us in the future. We're just, we have the Florida, we have Buffalo, we're all over the country. Too many advisors and people in life in general do not seek help. Why can't you go talk to someone who's already doing what you would like to do? Well, most of these firms are limiting that, and that's really what's a shame is that um, if you're a financial advisor at a firm that's not supporting your marketing efforts, 
Um, I hear stories of, yeah, it takes six months to get a seminar back. Well, yeah. That's crazy. Like, or, well, they won't let me market on Facebook. Why not? I mean, the regulators say you can market on Facebook. You can't. There's certain things you can't say, right? And yeah. rightfully so. Yeah, we can trust you to manage money, but we can't trust you to speak openly on Facebook. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny you said there's a firm that um, a buddy of mine that was at, he, he's now with us, and he said, he was asked to do an interview on TV, and the firm said, oh, we don't, we can't. We, we can't do that, right. So you don't trust your advisor to go on TV and not say the right things, because none of us would go on TV and say, guaranteed this or guaranteed that, right? You don't, we don't do that with clients, right? So, you you know, you're very generic about what's happening in the markets and economies, and but man, if they don't trust you, why the heck are you there, you know? So you, you got to be able to, um, when those opportunities are there, you've got to be able to take advantage of it. If you're a hot dog stand and you're competing, there's two hot dog stands, and one can market and one can't, well, who do you think is going to do better? It's the one that can market, right? So Yeah, everyone, uh, marketing is, is about, uh, let's face it, does McDonald's really need to advertise? But yet they do, don't yes, they? Yes, absolutely. They stop. They, they never stop. Yeah, they never. And you can't, by the you way. Can't. That's the other. If you want to grow, somebody told me a long time ago in business, grow or die. And I never forgot that. Like, because my wife will say all the time, what are you, how much is enough? Like, how many, and I'll say, well, you've got to grow or die because, you're always recreating and reinventing yourself. You know, um, I'll give you some uh, Ames. Did you guys have Ames down in South Florida? Uh, I don't think we do. No. All right. So uh, up here in, in Buffalo, we had Ames, Hills, uh, brand names. Uh, these are all department stores that all went out of business, right? Why? Because they didn't grow or die. They they, 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 they died, right? And so the Walmart is constantly trying to reinvent itself, right? Um, you know, and probably not even fast enough sometimes some of these companies. But if you're not growing, you're dying. The Amazon CEO says it all the time. So at some point, my company will go bankrupt. <laughs> and, and that's because probably long after he's gone, somebody's not going to grow. They're going to go, we're, ha- we're good. And I have a somebody saying else that, is going to come around. You know, the, I, I have a saying, uh, what got us here won't get us there. Yeah. And I think the mindset, unfortunately, is most advisors do not realize it takes money to make money. You have to constantly be investing in your business. But taking the money factor out of it, you have to market every day. I think they call that prospecting. Yeah, you just you do something, right? Do something. Do you, something if, if every day. If a financial day. advisor did one thing a day, I don't care whether it was going on Facebook and trying to add friends or a podcast, you yeah. know. I mean, you know, you're, you're way more tech savvy than I am when it comes to podcasts. I don't know about but, that, my friend. But, but, but some of that stuff doesn't, you know, what does it cost to take your iPhone and do a video and post it on YouTube and Facebook, right? Not much at all. Not much at all. And here's what has happened, Mike. I, I am now, my fruits of labor, I've, I've, I'm focusing on centers of influence like CPA professionals and mm-hmm. things. So people that have been watching me for the last year or two are saying, you know, I've been checking you out. I think it's time that I'd like to speak with you. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing who is watching, but the only thing I can control is to always put content out there. The process. And be myself. Always I'm not con- trying to be anybody else. Always um, control the process, not the outcome, right? You can't right. control the outcome. You can't you can, control them. You can do a seminar, and if you go in saying, I have to get 10 people here that or to close... But if you control the process and you educate people and you constantly educate people, you know, that's the other thing. I have seen so many financial advisors try to sell stuff. 
Um, it was funny. We gave this whole presentation at our last broker deal, our next financial, about doing seminars. Yeah. And we were very, very adamant about no products. If you're going to go up there and talk annuities or other stuff, because that's not what financial planning is about, right? Right. There's all these tools, but this the tools for this person are not right for this person. And so if you're going to do that and you're not going to talk homework, understanding risk tolerance, understanding your goals and objectives, using financial planning software to bring it all together, the tools are the last part. You're not going to be successful. But here's how you get people to seminar about... So sure enough, at the next uh, breakout we did, yeah, this gentleman comes up. He goes, "I tried your seminar; it didn't work." I said, "That's really." Cr-. I said, "Can you do me a favor? Can you email me everything? Email me everything, invites and everything. Let me see what you did." Sure enough, first invite. I said, "There was an insurance company at the bottom." I said, "You have an insurance company here." Did the insurance company do the workshop with it? Well, yeah. I said, well, that's not what we talked about. Like, you're, <laughs> you're, you're talking about insurance products. Well, we only talked about it a little bit. Well, you talked about it. Like, that's not the process we talked about. So you focus on the process, and that means educating people all the time. That's why your videos are great, right? Because you're educating people. You're not saying, go buy this. You're saying, let you know, I, I, I try and, I try and speak conceptually with the videos and concepts. And, and yes, the process, because... Yeah. I mean, otherwise, what am I advertising? Hey, I'm the best annuity guy you're ever going to meet. Yeah. Come here. I have the best mousetrap. Yeah, everybody does that. Everyone does that, right. And so, uh, but the marketing is so important and how you market it. Ooh. But I think the takeaway here is the consistency. Consistency, doing stuff, and it's easier now than ever. Country has 59 million people on welfare right now. 59 million. 19% of the country is sitting around doing absolutely nothing. The positive to that is there's a huge opportunity because the people that get up in the morning and actually do stuff right. have a much bigger uh, pool to go grab stuff from. I tell my daughters that all the time. Like, there's 59 million people right now sitting around doing nothing. That's your competition. That's who you're competing against, right? I Yeah, and, and you know the thing about it, uh, our culture and independent solutions and everything it is personal. You're not lost in some huge company that you get. You don't even get an advisor unless you have a certain amount of money. First yep. of all, a live advisor, and people want to know that you care, that they can trust you, that you explain things, that you're not talking about product, yep. right? I mean, that's the whole purpose of marketing. Come see us because we're going to solve your issues, make you feel good about it, and you can trust us that. We're here for you. We're yeah. looking for lifelong relationships. Absolutely. And, yeah. and easier now more than ever to break into things like the media. You know, they're desperate for stories. I mean, look Can at, you imagine if you had what happened week? now 20 years ago or 25 when you and Glenn were starting? How about this this uh, this week, right? Uh, as we're doing this video, the country is absolutely 100% in a recession, right? Two quarters right. in a row. Well, we had an not technically, according to the powers. Right? Yeah, according to the liberal media, they're still <laughs> trying to figure out what the what the... They're trying to change the definition of it right now, but... But that's a great opportunity to reach out to the local TV stations and say, hey, look, if you're somebody to talk about this, yeah. they're desperate for the content, desperate for the content. It's too easy, actually. You know, it's so. I was talking to Paul, and we had a great dinner last night, and I said, Paul, did you ever think you'd see that on one day, the Fed raises rates by three quarters, and the very next day, we get a confirmation that we're in a recession, yet the stock market is up. That's pretty common, actually. It <laughs> is it really? Absolutely, yeah, because the stock market's always a leading indicator. That's why people get so hurt by the market because yeah. they're always waiting they're chasing for, their tail yeah they're always think about COVID, right the market the, now and i don't care where you were in the country people yeah. reacted really really wrong in my mind to COVID. and i'm not saying that now looking backwards i remember two marches ago and when, when we had in this 
state where we were led by communist leadership. They were talking about <laughs> How do you two, really feel, Mike? You two weeks really... to flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You right. never, ever, ever shut down your economic engine. I don't care what. Now, you might say we suggest people go out with face diapers on, but you don't start shutting down stuff, right? I mean, it literally said restaurants are closed. You know, the only thing you could do is walk single file six feet apart in the Walmart, right? Talk about destroying economic activity. The GDP pulled back by 30%. I mean, that's crazy, right? Right. And but you the, saw that as an opportunity. Well, everything's an opportunity. But here's the thing. The stock market bottomed and went way up before all that stuff opened. And you say, well, how the heck would it do that? Well, it was pre-anticipating the fact that the Fed was going to dump in all kinds of money and probably inflate their way out of this mess. And that's exactly what So the market was smarter and people are now waiting for, oh, let's wait until the economic news gets better. Well, good luck with that. That's why right. I think in Independent Solutions, when you look at our models, very diversified, always making subtle adjustments, and really sort of taking your brain out of the equation. You know, if you've got a stock and bond portfolio and the bonds go up and the stocks go down, great opportunity to rebalance and take a little profits on the bonds and buy stocks cheaper. Guess what? If it happens again, the bond market goes up, stock market goes down, right, do it again. Right, because at some point the stock market is a leading indicator, and I think, by the way, this, the market is also it will start to pre-anticipate the fact that the November elections are going to turn to the Republicans. We're hoping we get the uh, the, the non-spineless Republicans in, in office, <laughs> and um, the stock market historically, by the way, does the best with a split Congress because nothing gets done. And you'd say, well, what you, why would that be? Well, it's because when nothing gets done, everybody knows the rules. You know. Nothing's going to get done. Tax rates probably aren't going to change. No massive regulations. You know, I'm in Buffalo where you, you come out of the womb with the Bills, you know, sweatshirt on. Um, if, the, if they change the rules of the game every year, that would be difficult, right? And if they massively change the rules, like, hey, look, I put together this football team based on the rules today. If they change them all, you're like, wait a minute, man, I just put all these players together. But So when the rules are the same, yeah, maybe there's a minor change here or there. You know what you got, and, and so the market may pre-anticipate us, but Congress and actually do pretty well. The other part of it is inflation will ultimately help stocks, but I'm calling it the money illusion. Well, there's um, speculation also that uh, sometime next year that they may lower rates who knows? as we get inflation in check. Who knows? But, but here, here's the thing. If, I, if you and I own a company and we sell widgets, right, or we sell coffee, yes, um, and we can raise our price now. Because everybody's raising their prices because it's inflation and nobody's batting an eye. It's not the coffee shop's fault. It's the fact that the prices are higher. Um, I use my pool guy as an example. He increased the price of me opening my pool this year. Very nice. His name's Jesse. So if Jesse gets watches it. Um, so Jesse said, Mike, I got to charge you 150 bucks extra to open up your pool. I said, all right, Jesse. We're friends now. We've been, he's been helping me for a long time on my pool. I said, I want to know what the costs are. I, and he's like, oh, what? I'm not cheating. I said, Jesse, I don't. I get it. I said, I want to use this because this is a great example of what happens in life, and I want. I, I want to learn from it. I'm going to pay the extra 150 bucks, right? But so I broke down all his costs. I said, Well, what's the, what's the first reason you're charging me 150 bucks? Well, I was paying people 15 bucks an hour. Now I'm paying people 25 bucks an hour. I said, Okay, how many hours is it going to take to open my pool? He said, Four. <laughs> Four. I said, All right. Well, that's 40 bucks. Where's the other 150? He goes, well, the price of chemicals, blah, blah. So long story short, I figured out that the price, Jesse's costs were going to go up. And they were going to go up by about 90 to 100 bucks. But he's charging me 150. So where'd the other 50 go? Well, it's going to Jesse's pocket, right? And I'll tell you what, 
corporations are going to do that. They're not dumb. They're not going to say, oh, the Biden stupidity of rising fuel prices, we're just going to eat that because we're good. They're not only going to increase prices, they put a little cushion for themselves. So now when we're seeing things like Apple this morning report an earnings surprise, well, part of that is the money illusion and inflation. Uh, Ford Motor Company is worth more today than it was 100 years ago. Part of that is because we sell more Fords, there's more people. Other part of it is simply Ford sells cars for sixty thousand, not six hundred bucks, right? So, in <laughs> how do we go from marketing into this? That's uh, what I want to know, Mister Lomas. So, inflation can help stocks. You just <laughs> got to be careful about it. That's my point. Any, anything though, that's all a marketing opportunity. Yeah. Everything I just said, if somebody repeated that and reached out to their local TV stations and said, "Hey, if you're looking for somebody that you want to come out and talk about what's going on," so now you're talking about which is is, yeah, you you guys use the media. You you offer yourselves to be available to comment on things that people are thinking about, like the economy, like inflation. We, we used like, to be on TV every week. I mean, now we're... How hard was it to do that? Easy. You know, you've been yeah, on TV. Yeah, I've done easy. it right. Easy. right. You guys taught me. I would email them say, hey, if these topics come up, I'm One available. of the things I think I saw a lot of people do, though, is they would try to replicate what we were doing here in Buffalo, but they would only do it once or twice. And quit. We did it all, every month. Every, every month when something major happened, we were sending out to the major TV stations, here's what's going on. And one of them would pick us up every month. So I constantly have people say, oh, my gosh, I see you on TV all the time. Well, it's because I was. I was on once a month. Don't do it as much anymore because our firm is so big now. Right. And now we're working on more national stuff. And uh, and so, you know, but... Uh, but Come on, Mike. Stepping up activity, be consistent. That stuff doesn't work, does yeah, it really? Yeah, it works every time. <laughs> Get up in the morning and just do, do something. Do some. Do something besides staring at your computer and you'll get clients. Every morning. I was showing you, Monday through Friday, if you're a financial advisor, Monday through Thursday, do one thing to try to get a client. Whether that's a YouTube video, whether that's adding to your Facebook. Right. Um, if I had no money and I was starting out as a financial planner, the first thing I would do is make sure I had 20,000 Facebook friends. I'd be all day, friend me, friend me, friend me, friend me, friend me, because 20,000 people, and once in a while I slip in a video of, hey, here's what's going on in the stock market. If you need my help, let me know. You know, here's what's happening. And the markets are great. Hey, don't get caught again. The markets are up. Just make maybe make subtle adjustments before they go down again. Uh, that brings me to another point, Mike. There is certainly not a shortage of clients out there. No. People but need help. We're going to see the greatest transference of wealth in the next 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. And so... These young kids now that we're poking fun of and say they don't understand, they're going to inherit all this money yeah. without a clue of how to well, really invest it wisely. And that's where we're, you know, it's funny, 10 years ago, a robo-advisor is going to take over the Right, robo, sure. Not going to work. Right. Because money is very emotional. People always make the wrong mistakes at the wrong time. They get out at the bottom. They get in, in at the top, right? They need guidance. I mean, it'd be but, like uh, the older generation saying, I don't need doctors. I'm going to figure it out myself when I get sick. Vanguard, the largest money manager in the world for decades, said, you don't need a financial advisor. You don't need a financial advisor. Do it as cheap as possible. Yeah. And now Vanguard's number one push is bringing on financial advisors because a little bit late to the game, but they found out that the, the, the people that used Vanguard with financial advisors earned about 4% more per year than the people who used Vanguard without financial advisors. Right? And it's because we earned our keep by stopping them from doing stupid emotional decisions right. like timing the market. Yep. And more importantly, making the right decisions. Yes. Meaning that 
stock market's down. Okay, now's the time to buy. It's not the time to freak out. So if you're in a well-diversified portfolio, let's let's take some of those bonds, some of that conservative stuff. Let's move a little bit into the market. Not crazy changes, right? right. Um, but just the opposite. You know, during COVID, when the market took off, we were slowly but surely making our models a little more conservative, right? Waiting for a rainy day to be able to bring that back. Um, and that, again, twofold. That's a marketing opportunity. Hey, what are we doing? We talk about that all the time. Sure. What are we doing right now? And then two, educating these people. You know, I had a great, um, I can't say the last name, but her first name is Ann. Uh, husband and wife, they retired uh, two years ago. And they've been with me for 22 years. And when they started out, they had maybe fifty or $100,000 with us. They retired with millions of dollars. Now, I didn't turn 50000 into millions. Uh, they were putting money in aggressively into their 401k plans throughout the whole time. But I can tell you that over the last 20-something years, every time the market went down, she freaked out, wanted to go to cash. But I wouldn't let them. You and stopped them, right? In fact, not only did I stop them, almost every time I, I convinced them to put more into the 401k plan. And you don't get a lot of this, but she came in and she said, Mike, you know, I never would have retired without you. And I said, I know that. <laughs> she said, and she said, I just wanted to thank you. Uh, now the mark was done, and of course she was worried again. And I'm like, you're not going anywhere. But um, but I, the point was is that you know it, it's there. You, you know, to Mike, get people to those places. Yeah. And, and here's what the other mistake financial advisors make: they don't have any stones. And the market goes down, and they say, "Okay, Mrs. Smith, we'll move your money." I don't do that. I'm like, you know what? We came up with a plan. We we analyzed your tolerance for risk. We talked about this stuff. You are going to stick with this, and we are going to rebalance, and we are going to get through this, and you're going to be better off on the other side. For you, you know, Mike, uh, in talking to you and many other people in our culture, uh, I can't help but notice you like what you do. You have a passion for it. Yep. And you know. I always say that if you don't like what you do, you should really do something else. Yes. And and the, the problem is, that's part of the whole marketing thing. Um, give me an advisor who loves to prospect, and I will show you a winner. Mm -hmm. Give me someone who loves to market. Give me someone who, in spite of the hardships and the pain, it's the reasons why they do it yep. that overcomes the pain. So. That's what it is. You're enthusiastically going forward. You're yeah. not listening to the naysayers like, hey, you, you can't do this. What's the, You can't open up your own RIA and your own What's the matter with you, boy? Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, that's your competition, right? That's that is our competition. Our competition, our competition right. thinks they can't do it. So thanks, uh, thanks for the interview. I'm going to share this with our team. I'm going to even post this to our competitors because guess what? They're not going to do what we're telling them anymore. No, they won't. So... Uh, some of them can't. Some of them can't. So thanks, and uh, I'll see you back in Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mike Lomas, ladies and gentlemen, the humblest one of the firm here. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed and got some tidbits out of this. You know, I failed to mention that Mike and his partners have literally built a great empire that they manage about a billion dollars in assets. That's a lot of money, folks, for uh, some partners. They've also branched out to the PNC division, life division, but it just goes to show not using excuses, working hard and being creative can get you to some amazing places in life. So again, if, you have, uh, if you'd like to share a story uh, as well as what, what has made you successful, uh, please give me a call at the office, 561-537-5897. Love to have you on the show and stay tuned for the next Denny Artachi Show podcast. Thanks again.